Hello, I'm Ivanka. Hi, I'm Michael. And this is Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast. Grand Podcast. Oh, are you going to do the Grand Podcast? <laughs> no, no, I thought, I'd, I thought I'd talk over. We could, we could like say it at the same time. So, one, two, three. Michael, Michael and Ivanka's Grand, Grand Podcast. podcast. Um, yeah, sorry, that's cheesy as all fuck. So, uh, how's it going, Ivanka? Uh, better than last week, I think. Well, well, last week I was a bit uh, down in the dumps, shall we say. Mm. But this week I'm feeling not so down in the dumps. In fact, I'm feeling quite jolly. I've had quite a good Excellent. week. What, what, what's, any stories to uh, recount? Uh, I do have stories to recount. I went, I, was, uh, I went for a coffee yesterday with somebody that I had quite a tricky job interview with basically i went for i had a the in the 20 odd years i've been working plus maybe a few more years of sponsorship interviews and things in loads of it and tech industries this is probably the most unpleasant job interview i'd had the the leader of this company uh we brighton's a small town so there's no point not talking to people or have leaving any animosity floating around. So I went for a coffee yesterday. Mm. But apparently he found the conversation quite stressful, he said, and then quickly rephrased it, went, mm, passionate. <laughs> I was like, we're just talking <laughs> about politics and IT and digital. I mean, you know, it's like, if you're not passionate about what you do, then why do it? What about your week, Michael? How was your week? My week... I'm sort of feeling the uh, the burn of of unemployment <laughs> slash being an artist. So um, yeah, I sort of threw myself into a kind of hardware construction project, which is going well actually. And uh, yeah, I got the most views on an Instagram video in like one day than I've got on all the other ones over sort of a lot longer, just from sort of showing a, a funny looking sort of LED display thing I've been working on. Um, I've sort of made friends with the engineer guy, the guy that fixes things in the studio, um, and he's got like a drill, like a like a workshop. So oh. I've, I've been able to go in there and do some drilling, and that's been really good. Um, got this perspex delivered, and it's it's looking good. But then, just as I thought I'd finished building this thing, I broke the uh, well. Something happened to my LED display. This which is uh, so I've had to order another one of those, which is going to take till Monday to come. So I'm having to be very patient with my. Uh, with my projects this week because I keep having to order a thing and then I order it to the wrong address and I have to wait a couple of days and I'm like, I just want to finish this thing. So it's just like a guitar strap board thing with a keyboard on it and then a thing that I've made. But I'm, I'm feeling quite pleased with how it's come out. Um, and yeah, just kind of like I'm ready to do a job for a bit. I've, I think I've worked three months this year. Um, <laughs> Yeah. which is I mean pretty good to be able to kind of just about do that but you know I would have liked to have seen a lot more progress for all that effort because I've been working flat out the whole time um on you know making videos making music releasing you know promoting stuff running my Instagram run, you know doing all these different things that just all take a lot of time you know even the artwork for my album took a week and that just I was like, I, how would I ever have done that if if I if I was working? But now I'm feeling like, well, let's just uh, double down on the podcast, 
find a job that's four days a week and you know do some interviews um so i've got something on monday to talk to someone and you know i so but yeah when it comes to interviews i i am if someone starts trying to play the we are interviewing you for this position what are your qualifications i'm like eh you know that's not how we're doing this this is a meeting between two (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. people we will figure out if we can help each other um if uh you know, if you don't want to talk to me like a person, then this isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the uh, that's basically what happened in my my. Uh, I thought I was going in to chat to some potential future colleagues, and uh, mm. so I was quite taken aback by the sort of. Uh, they kept asking me where my sketches were. I was like, sketches. So I was like, opened Ubuntu wiki, mm. and I went there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's like when they start coming out with interview questions yeah. as well. Like, where do you see yourself in five years? Um, what? <laughs> I can try and answer that, but can we get back to you know figuring out whether or not this is something that you know is going to yeah. work? talk about violence violence <laughs> violence uh, violence where do we where do you yeah where do we start on this one that's that's what we should just that's what we say every week so how do you start on violence well so last week i i sort of jumped in straight away with my biggest grandest theories but i think this week let's i think we should sort of meander around the foothills first and sort of climb up towards a crescendo of um you know blood and guts going everywhere <laughs> Is that your plan? <laughs> well, it's violence. Okay. So. I actually did a bit of research on the subject of violence, uh, mm. but I ended up... So, what you, I ended up more... What did you type into... What, what research is you... Are you going to be on some lists now? Probably. I went, How to <laughs> make a homemade bomb? No. I went on to <laughs> TED Talks and typed in violence. Okay. Yes, I watched Ashley Judd. Uh, I did not watch Stephen Pink. I started, and then I read... read I Googled him after you mentioned him, and then I found a few Guardian articles about why he was wrong. Oh, and then I listened to a BBC podcast about <clears throat> violence. And then I was listening to The Guilty Feminist, <laughs> which was not about violence. But there was, in the context of that, a little discussion about the fact that why are action movies with violence more exciting? Why are they more acceptable, more popular than a little rom-com with a bit of love? Why is violence more attractive than love when it comes to movies? Um, well, f- I, think, I would Michael? answer that as it looks like something on screen and there's a lot more you can kind of do with it, I think. You can have buildings collapsing. You can have someone being like stabbed a little bit. You can have guns <laughs> and standoffs. There's just a lot of different ways of doing violence. It's Fishy. like um, mm. there's a small number of ways of putting something together but there's a very large number of ways of destroying something so i think uh, maybe that's the uh, that's that's what's happening so it's there. visual yeah i think it's more visual and, and it's also like a way you can tell a story that you know it's there's, it's kind of awkward trying to show people you know being awkward know. <laughs> being awkward in a wrong but i want to i want to know what i want to know why everyone thinks I, I i'd like to know what what's wrong with stephen pinker's arguments Oh, oh but there were some 
what's his point? What's his big theory? So Tell Stephen, me and then I'll, I'll see if I can remember the counter-argument. <laughs> Stephen Pinker's thesis, or, you know, very lots of evidence to back mm. this up, is that we have this idea that violence is getting worse and that everything's getting worse. But actually, if you look at the, um, you know, if you compare now to 100 years to 1,000 years ago, um, you know, medieval torture was pretty routine. People would have a hand cut off for stealing. Could you imagine that in today's society being acceptable? Um, it depends on have, where, where you are. Mm, and I think well, that was I the mean, counter argument. Sorry, to, to just mm, it, it was that his thesis was based in a, um, you know, middle class educated Western bubble was... That I'm well, paraphrasing dramatically. It's but a direction of it's the direction <laughs> that the world is going, that everywhere is going. And yes, you you kind of have spikes that go back the other way. But even then, like people people sort of have different expectations of the world. I think you know North Korea has a lot of that stuff going on still. You can be executed for saying the wrong thing. America um, has a lot of that stuff going on still, doesn't it? They have some death death penalties some death penalties um but you don't like the village doesn't flock to the public executions which used to be the entertainment for the week you know now that, we've got and, violent movies instead yes so we sort of do it in safety now <laughs> we can sort of get all that that that, that stuff like i mean just you know it's game of thrones but you know that was that's, you know, that's quite brutal game that's um that's my kind of... I, I, I didn't want to watch it for a long time because I don't really like seeing that. I don't really like blood and gore and, and that kind no. of thing in films too much. I think, you know, Tarantino and people that do it well, it will still... It'll just be like a few frames of something. But it'll kind of... The sound and the... the it won't, like, dwell on it too much because I've never really liked those sort of horror films where... I mean, Peter Jackson's things, they're sort of extremely entertaining to watch uh, brain dead and bad taste where it's just like close up gross kind of like gore sort of violence going on but it's um it's I, I I've never loved watching it um but Game of Thrones you know I just was in the mood one weekend for something brutal and I sort of started um started in on it and and within a couple of episodes the bloodlust was, you know, it was there. And, yeah. you know, you're kind of look, counting down for that. Oh, what horrible thing is going to happen this week? And then you're like, oh, but you sort of love it. Um, <laughs> have, have, you, have you ever been in a fight? I have. I have experienced violence against myself multiple times in my life, um, which is something that I thought of talking about. So, yeah, real life violence is nothing like movie it's violence a lot, yeah it's a lot more just it's a lot more yeah so i've been i've been sort of like as a teenager i was like attacked in the street a couple of times by people i didn't know from school like other school kids and i never really understood why but like once i was sort of like I don't know. It wasn't even a bullying. It was like someone kind of like taking issue with me walking along and just like deciding that they wanted to have a fight with me. Um, but I guess I was a pretty kind of like strange, like probably looked, I don't know. I was probably carrying a lot of um, rage and unhappiness around back then. So, so that might have been what triggered it. But I have also been stabbed a couple of times in London. You've been stabbed a couple of times yeah, in I've London? Been stabbed. <laughs> Did I have I not told you? No, that? I have no idea. Jeez. 
I um so oh, the Jesus. first one was I kind of I came out of a club at like three in the morning feeling pretty bad um and it was the bus stop at the bottom of Kingsland Road um came out of the 333 club um and this was maybe 2000 and like 2001 2002 um yeah and I uh, and, and I thought it was like a reasonably you know I'd been for a job interview around there recently and I thought it was kind of a reasonably it wasn't kind of a ghetto or anything back then you know it was still kind of reasonably kind of safe feeling but yeah I was just at this bus stop um and then these two kids started talking to me and going, oh, what phone you got? What games you got on your phone? Oh, what? And then sort of like, they're kind of like, but there were some other people st- stood about. So I thought, and you're sort of trying not to engage, but they're like, oh. and then one of them's like, oh, have you ever been beaten up? And I'm like, what? Like, and I'm sort of trying to kind of avoid this conversation. And and then um, it kind of, the bus comes, well, the wrong bus. I was waiting for a different bus. And I thought, ah, I'm getting out of here. I'll walk a little bit more at the other end and just get on this bus. I get on this bus and then all of a sudden I'm pulled off again. And it turns out this other guy that was stood there was part of it. And I sort of like, I get sort of punched in the face, hands in my pockets, they run off. And I kind of, oh God, no, that's not how it happened. Wait, (laughs) I am. Okay, so they came at me, this guy like, basically like stabbed me above the eye with something. And like, they grabbed my stuff. I tried to get on the bus, but they, they hadn't kind of got my stuff yet. But then they sort of pulled me off the bus again like to get the stuff out of my pockets and then run off and the bus drove off as well <laughs> so and the bus didn't raining. wait for you yeah the bus didn't wait for me the bus was just like out of there so yeah i just ended up walking up kingsland road i used to live on graham road in hackney so like this 20 minute walk in the pouring rain with blood pouring down my face feeling like this is mm, don't like this <laughs> Um, sort of waking up my housemate when I got in. So, but it was, it was, it was, it's all a lot of kind of passive aggressiveness that builds up to it. And then you're just not really ready for there being a whole kind of trick played on you. But actually, if you were going to do it, you'd probably, you know, try, try some ideas. And, but the, and actually, as I, as I was walking up, <laughs> as I was walking up Kingsland Road, suddenly out of an alley, I heard like, oh, do you want us to do you again, mate? Really? And like they were in this fucking alley, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Just <laughs> so yeah, and then like people just kind of giving me a wide berth as I walked up, and I was just like, "God damn it!" Yeah. Nobody wants to talk to somebody with blood pouring down their face, Michael. <sighs> and then um, yeah, like a couple of years, maybe a year or two later, um, I came like it, it was different this time. Like I came out of another club in Brixton. Doesn't um, sound different. <laughs> well, Brixton Hill. Well, yeah, and. Um, I uh, I was waiting at this bus stop and and then suddenly two people came sort of running across the road which I assumed meant the bus so I sort of turned round to look for the bus um which I thought they were running for turned back round they're in my face this guy's got like a stanley knife and like um you know give me your phone and I'm like uh, no cuz last time I'd lost all my phone numbers and stuff so I was like I I just couldn't the inconvenience of it was too much for me so this time I was like uh fuck this and just kind of ran for it so I just kind of ran down Brixton Hill away from these people um and like this car sort of slowed down and was like oh I think he'd seen it and sort of like said oh you know get in where do you want to go so I kind of got in this yeah front seat and I'm sort of like just describing what this guy was like oh these little shit and um and I suddenly realised I've sort of bled on his car. I'm like, I'm oh, sorry, I've bled on your car. Can you just drop me off at my friend's house just up here? So I sort of get out. And um, but that was 
that was slightly more um at least someone helped me yeah that yeah, time. yeah that's much whereas better. last time you know it was just like um yeah not good what? and i've been like i got I, i've got quite a, a, one more story, story. Go on. Go on. university uh, although uh, maybe i should let you ask questions <laughs> go on go on yeah. Um, and the yeah. other one was this, yeah, at university in my first year, like there was this, um, yeah, there was this girl that I had this strange sort of relationship with, but I don't know, it was always a bit weird. Um, but there was this guy that kind of lived um, opposite her in halls and who had sort of developed a bit of an obsession with her. And um, yeah, I was just sort of in the student union and just all of a sudden, I, just this guy just like belted me in the face. I was wearing glasses and like... Um, um so yeah i was very cross and kind of went back and it, and it kind of culminated in me and in in all of my um kind of corridor mates kind of deciding to go up and confront this guy um and he sort of like uh we, we sort of got him to come out of his room and i was like Ugh. but yeah like this yeah this friend of mine just um he was talking to him going what what did you hit why did you hit forest what what you know what what did he do when a fly and this guy sort of had this pint he just sort of put it down and then like belted this guy in the eye and he had the biggest black eye you've ever seen <laughs> going back home it was the end of term so it was like had to go back home with this ridiculous black eye Jesus. but it's just like it's always a snide you know it's sucker punches it's like pulling it's like um kind of just a bit awkward and clumsy there's no sort of like clear blows and impacts it's just like you kind of don't really feel it at the time and then suddenly you kind of like oh there's my face is wet oh god there's blood pouring down my face like in the moment like violence is very you know it's, it's strange um blood. yeah i've got a couple of others but i'll leave them <laughs> just listening to you tell the stories reminds me of my brother went through this phase you know, 20 odd years ago. And I think, you know, what reminded me of it was when you said I, I was carrying a lot of anger around at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, after my father, so it was definitely after my father died. So, but my brother is quite a, t a big man and was then a tall, young man. And mm -hmm. he went through a phase of two years where he'd get mugged every two or three months right. for his phone or something. And then um, yeah. he was walking home one night and I think this was going to be the fourth time somebody tried to steal his phone. And he just turned around and went, no, and smashed his phone on the floor. And then they ran away. <laughs> so he's like, no, 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 I've had enough of this now. I'm going to be more nutty than you are. Well, this um, is this is supposed to be <laughs> what you what, what you do. Like, and this is what this is where a lot of violence stems from. It's that you've got to if you if you want to kind of. Um, raise your status or like kind of defend yourself you've just got to show that you're demonstrate that you're crazy yes. and that's in Steven Pinker's book The Decline of Violence he talks about that a lot more so this idea that you've got to kind of massively overreact to a very small slight is kind of baked into a lot of cultures and uh, and it's, it's, it's that's what honour is like my family's honour you know you said something a bit snidey about my sister yeah. I've now got to cut your head off kind of thing <laughs> And that's yeah. that's kind of like it's a defense thing it's it's a status thing it's you've just got to show that you're you're willing to do something absolutely disproportionate for the smallest thing
my father would not let us watch any violent movies, any horror films, anything like that. Uh, no, 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 you don't need that. Like, it's hard enough. Unless it was historically accurate or based mm. on a historical theory, in which case it's usually more brutal, more yeah. horrible, and yet that was okay to watch. Um, so I've slowly built up a tolerance. So I still don't watch horror films, but I'm, I mean, that's I've, a different you know, thing. I've built yeah. up to Peaky Blinders, for example. Um, so I, I've... I've I'm trying to think if I've ever been uh, violently assaulted in the way you're describing, mm. and I don't think I don't think I have. I've but I've had a couple of things happen to me. I've been in one fight as a as a I got I got into fights when I was young, mm. but on the subject of being crazy, <laughs> territorial, mm. like because I grew up in this. Um, Herzegovinian village and the boy next door was always trying to you know there, there was all there were always factions in the neighborhood and the kids liked to come and build dens with me and he didn't like it so inevitably he'd come and like throw a rock at my head at some point so mm. I had a few instances of that but then I got into a proper fight at school one time because a boy who was in my year bed was repeating so he's older than us and bigger than me was making the you know, that every school's got the little kid with the plaster around their glasses type kid. Mm. He was picking on him and making him cry. And I kind of did a, what you, you know, leave him alone, what are you doing? What are you going to do about it? And so I kind of went, come on then, type equivalent <laughs> conversation. And uh, he, with that, I did not expect it. It just smacked me around the side of the face. Mm. So I'd have been 11 or 12. But that was enough for me then, because I was doing karate at the time, to then put my hands up properly in defence and then just kick him and <laughs> kick him. Karate. So it was, like a, a of, it was yeah. like a kind of... So I don't know that anybody particularly won, and I don't know if I inflicted pain on him because he definitely inflicted a chip tooth on me um mm. but it didn't matter because i was smaller than him and a girl so by all village legends i won right and uh he did leave that boy alone after that With so karate. you know that was this the is objective. Um, well this is this is something that happens after you are sort of victim like a victim of violence as well you start to go right i'm going to learn karate i'm going to learn kung fu and you start fantasizing about what you would have done if you could like have done it done all these special kung fu moves or something um but then you know you just don't the, yeah, the, yeah as a grown-up the only thing that's happening i was cycling home in hackley finally that's what reminded mm. me and some kids threw eggs at me so it did hurt because one of them didn't break it just really bruised my arm but it wasn't uh, it's just kids being idiots um, yeah. but I have I did stand it was standing in a taxi rank many years ago in Brighton and some boy some man young man grabbed my breast and in the moment I just turned around and with my you know what the fuck do you think you've just done and he was like what what um, so I uh, on the subject of being madder I just walked over super calm and I went, excuse me, officer, this young man just assaulted me. So he got taken to one side and then these two girls that were with him came over to me and were like, he's my cousin, he wouldn't do anything like that. And I was like, if he's your cousin, teach him some fucking manners. <laughs> so, so I was just madder. So in the moment I was quite pleased that I went mad. Well, you sound quite, yeah, well, you know, I think that's, yeah. Retrospectively, I was like, do you know what? I'm glad I lost my temper and I'm glad mm. I kind of... That was my that was my overriding feeling of being relieved that I got angry. Um, you know, I think it's just I don't know I don't know what it's like to be a boy because, like I said, my brother's the one that's been. It's always girls that get taught to 
look after themselves or told mm. in my experience be careful when you're out there blah 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 I don't think anyone ever told my brother to be careful when he was out there but he's the one that kept yeah. getting robbed so I don't mm. know but what do you think of um I always I think of um another point of Pinkers is about how um how the state works the Leviathan um Hobbes Leviathan um and how you give the state the monopoly on violence. So the police are the only ones that are allowed to use violence in in society. And that's kind of their, their that's their edge, right? They're allowed to hit you with a stick if you do something bad. Yeah. But and no one else is. Whereas in sort of tribal societies, you know, you'd get a lot more kind of justice being inflicted kind of on a kind of day to day personal level or between tribes. Um and you'd end up with a lot of, you know, a very high murder rate when people were kind of like taking justice into their own hands and again you just have to sort of look at like the godfather or something like that to see how that sort of tribal mentality plays out in sort of like organized crime things like that um but it used to just be like that so that that's why you know one of the reasons cited for a sort of massive like decline of violence is just the the larger the state and the kind of more rarefied that um monopoly on violence becomes the less it is the domain of everyday life for for, for normal people kind of bearing their own, you know, kind of playing out their, their grudges and their, um, you know, their, all that stuff and having to show that they're crazy. And luck and the good... And, and also, we, we're then we don't have to have the police use disproportionate violence. They can just use, like, we try and keep that to a minimum, which is much harder to do when everyone's got to try and look like they'll do anything to, you know... Yeah, I think it's... Um uh so one of the one of the things i think of when you when you bring it up that way is there's there's a couple of things one is that picture of so one of the documentaries i was listening to the other night talked about torture and the fact that mm. in the states in the last year or so the figure the number of people the percentage of people polled who are willing to, uh, to who approve of torture in the context of terrorists has increased um so that sort of uh, a concept of torture and completely dehumanizing the person being tortured mm. is state violence that i think achieves nothing it's like yeah you know beating your kid instead of teaching them that you can be angry but not hit them mm. you know i can be cross with my child you know and i can tell her i'm very angry with you you're not supposed to do whatever i do we haven't got to that stage she's too little but you know that kind <laughs> of concept of of i just find it really just i i, I don't know how or like i remember uh so to take a step back when my sister and I lived together, she was doing philosophy and I was doing my master's, we ended up having a sort of three-month discussion around state murder um, mm. and then murder in general and then whether or not it was ever okay to kill anybody. And after much debate, we decided that in, or as a principle, it was never okay to kill another person. Um, and... Well, so, this is as this is something that you talked about before and I, I just wanted to maybe... Can you remember some of the... Uh a bit more texture to that conversation. <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I don't think it... Um, well, we talked about it in the context of war, in the context of what you what you are, the death penalty, or in all those... Um, uh, in all, it, because why is... And at the time, she was learning about the Holocaust 
And mm. um, that was a debate that was happening in her on her courses. And um, you know, if you 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 it was kind of safer to agree in principle that nobody has the right to murder other human beings. Um, and so we, oh, I can't remember the depth of the argument, I'm afraid, but I just, but but I have brought it up since in a conversation with somebody because I was at a works dinner thing the day that the, on the subject of some things that Obama did that were questionable. I was on the day they killed Osama bin Laden yeah. And so that was all over the news and we sat down at this works dinner with people from all around the world with God knows what politics and religion and all that kind of things that you have to be careful of at a work dinner. And one of the pe- people that I was working with then sat across and goes, isn't it amazing? Isn't it brilliant? We, you know, we've got him type thing. And I was like, mm. first of all, my first response was, should we not talk about this because it's a works dinner and let's not. And then I went, actually, no, it isn't. That we went in and just took a life. What have we actually done? Where, where the, you've got that sort of like, how, how is that decision less barbaric than the decisions that he's made? And I think if you want to condemn barbarism the sort of the barbaric nature of terrorism then you have to behave in a more you have to set clever, a high you standard have to go to, you've got to set um, a higher bar and i i'm not saying that on a personal level like that day that i got assaulted that in that moment i can't say that i wouldn't react that i wouldn't assault somebody back that i wouldn't kill somebody that i don't know what i would do but that that sort of one-to-one personal reaction is not the same as a as a, as a government principle or a state behavior i don't think it's mm. the same i don't think the state can react like somebody who got punched in the face on the bus because well but it did though and that was um that was something that was very um like when, God, I'm going to bring up 9-11 now because um, <laughs> we haven't talked to Trump. And 9-11, when that happened, uh, the 9th of November, 2001, <laughs> that's what 9-11 is. <laughs> no, um, 9-11, I'd, I'd sort of been feeling like um, America, I had a sort of issue with America kind of feeling like they had this... Um, this i this sense of control like that everything was understood and that they could control everything and this this kind of mentality had been sort of growing and growing and i found it like for me as someone you know who knows that you know everything can just be taken away from you all of a sudden um it's um like i wanted i i I found that a problematic part of their culture and when i saw this of when i saw them when I saw that attack happening, like one of my first reactions was, well, maybe they'll like realize that they can't control everything and that they just have to accept that some things you just can't really account for. But that's definitely not how it played out. They just ramped it up to a hundred times more, just like until your people's civil liberties had just disappeared in this kind of like paranoia and fear that came out of this. But I just wish they'd just gone, ah, right, like we can't control everything we can't have 100% safety um let's you know let's rethink our attitude to things but it just didn't happen it's just it's just gone completely the other way if someone wants to hurt you they will find a way like it's very there's a million ways you can do it so if and and you just have to try and balance that against what 
you know life is like for people and you know how many brown people you're torturing because they look they have a beard like well the the um and i'm willing to accept that when it comes to sort of global politics and war i am uh you know naive not as well informed as i think i am that you know maybe a degree in 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 politics would would be useful at this stage but uh on the bit that i've learned off the internet now i was listening to a talk the other day um uh as part of my research uh for this professor from york university whose name i can't remember but he talked about the fact that the nature of war has changed so the the Mm. machines have got bigger and cleverer and they have more uh, physical power to destruct so to destroy so he talked about the fact that frankly if the allies had wanted to destroy Iraq and kill everybody in Iraq in a couple of days they could have yeah. But that's not that's no longer an acceptable not way to rage war. So the, at the end of the, you know in the First World War the Germans rolled out some tanks. They had a, a sort of powers of mass destruction, as it were. Um, in the Second World War, the way cities like Dresden was bombed and um, the, the the way war was raged, it had little or no regard for civilian casualties. Yeah. Whereas. Today, the nature of war has changed. So on the subject of violence, that's what made me think of the, you know, the, the sort of, uh, uh, on the subject of violence, it is now no longer acceptable to destroy a whole city or, you know, blanket bomb a whole city because there is a, a faction within that city waging war. And so, you know, in that way, violence has reduced in that sort yeah, well, of violence it's, against it's people. In- many ways but like this is um yeah the fact that we're not able to dehumanize an entire like geographical area like based on the you know we we like dehumanization is a lot harder to do now um it's a lot harder to go you know for people to to look at you know to think of of the enemy as just animals as just kind of like yeah. subhuman like just fodder which 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 is what leads to this kind of violence um when you don't see people as human and in fact i there's i thought an interesting thing in stephen pinker's book was when he talked was um like one of the reasons people (laughs) one of the reasons people this is a bit of a kind of shift but one of the reasons maybe people were a bit more comfortable with violence in the olden days and sort of seeing people as subhuman was because people were kind of gross, like a lot <laughs> dirtier and smellier. And it was a lot easier to kind of see someone dirty and disgusting and just go, yeah, no, putting you out of your misery. Whereas now everyone can, you know, most even people have showers and they might whiff a bit sometimes, but um, it's just not that. It's much harder to dehumanise people close to you because we're kind of clean and we can talk better. Um, but also, yeah, we're, 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 we have media from behind the enemy lines uh, coming to us and we can see that, you know, women and children are getting killed and it's horrible. And it's, you can't ignore it anymore. Yeah. Um, but also the fact that war isn't, you know, like geographical boundaries aren't the aren't how how these wars are being organized anymore. No. No, because no. power isn't centralised because the technology now is such that like the state is just one arbitrary level of organisation whereas it used to be you know the nearer you were to something the more you know affinity you had for it um, but I like your uh, 
the, I, a part of me thinks your theory about disgusting, you know, disgusting <laughs> people is ridiculous. But then it made me think about the way people react to rough sleepers and homeless people. It's like, ugh, mm. just make them not be in front of my face. Um, is is a reaction that many people have um, when they. Uh, so you know, maybe there's something in your theory. Um, it might be worth, you know, investigating. Well, it's not my uh, theory. But, no, it's I not mean, your it's, theory. It's like okay. another the theory you are presenting. Um, just well, just another kind of um, piece of the puzzle, really, and the, of the fact that like violence has been in steady decline across the globe for hundreds and thousands of years. Yeah, like, we just need more like gap-minded gap people to keep reminding us that. Well, but the, I mean, one of the problems is like that our capability for violence has, you know, you can do a lot more damage in a shorter amount yeah. of time. So, you know, one, but even even the um, the idea of sort of sudden global thermonuclear war, um, there's actually, I mean, this is coming back to David McCandless again, but um, he sort of tried did his infographic of trying to kind of add up how many bombs there were and kind of how like it we haven't really got nearly enough bombs to destroy the earth have we not no not properly okay um you could certainly destroy major cent population centers um but to wipe out the human race we're we're not even close Um, (laughs) well that's a relief the um but what one one thing it made me think of when we talk about dehumanizing and things is one of the reasons i can't cope with the idea of the death penalty is if I stop and think about I I just can't imagine I can't I don't want to picture it I don't want to imagine it actually the sort of act of you know ending life in somebody it just to me that just feels so um Unhuman. Well, it seems wrong. It seems yeah. so. I, I, I just can't understand how people. I understand anger. I really do, and I yeah. understand this sort of desire people have for revenge. But I just don't think that acting upon feelings like that in such a brutal, barbaric way is the answer. I just yeah, but it's it's it it's the idea. We 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 make. If we can find a way to treat people as victims, even if they are, you know, violent offenders, if we can kind of get this, like that they've had their circumstances and use that knowledge toward sort of rehabilitation, um, I don't know how, I don't, it, it may be impossible, but I mean, that's the goal, isn't it? It's yeah, rehabilitation yeah. and atonement, justice. And like, um, how do you, and, and it's, but it's, it's a lot more work to do that um, without violence and it's a lot more expensive and time consuming and sort of like disappointing. <laughs> Although the fact that, you know, the US, well, I don't know what our prison system's like, but I know I've been hearing stuff about the US prison system and like privatization, like how they're just kind of, um, it's sort of slave labor kind of by another name. Um no, yeah, that's a different so- topic. Yeah, different topic. I am. Um, I saw a woman speak at Meaning, not this year but last year, who was. Uh, I can't remember which side of the Irish conflict she was on, but uh, her father had been murdered by somebody on the other side. But she, and she went to prison and visited this person and uh, sort of 
when she, her, her talk was about the fact that she'd forgiven him and that they go mm. round together doing talks on how to help a society recover from these sort of massive, violent, deep, angry divides. And, yeah. um, you know, I thought that was what, because what she was doing, again, rather than throwing something away, coming up with an idea that's worth trying of some possibility of a better outcome. Yeah. And I, I think fundamentally that's why I've got a problem, you know, death and ending things is one thing, but violence or achieving that change through sort of, um, you know, throwing things away or being the critic without being producing any ideas, that kind of, it's just, it just, you know, it, it, it doesn't continue the journey. It doesn't continue the evolution. It just sort of yeah. smacks somebody in the face and fucks it off and chucks them in the gutter. I, you know, that's the thing I think mm -hmm. I don't, that's what I don't like. Yeah, and oversimplifies Yeah, it just it's like, that, bleh, I don't yeah. like it. No, it's like my two-year-old. I don't want to get dressed, boom, and she throws her clothes on the floor. It's like, oh, yeah. Why? I don't want to. Okay, let's, you know, let's, 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 let's break this down, shall we? <laughs> so that's all, good. you know, we can't just end a conversation with a punch in the face. Yeah, well, um, tip, like, you know, sort of um, re retaliation, tip for tat is the, um, is what makes conflicts go on forever. Uh, so one person has to just, you know take a deep breath try and be the bigger person and um, because otherwise you know these things can never stop and i think that the sort of island northern island or, or the ira stuff was kind of characterized by a constant tit for tat just out of control and it, yeah and you thing. can uh, you know uh, on the, of course emotionally you can i can really understand it but, you know but i think broad more broadly as a principle for life i just can't imagine living i you know may you know that on this you know i'd hope we've evolving if we haven't evolved that we are evolving beyond that and there's lots of good you know like the truth and reconciliation um thing in south africa that desmond tutu came up with ran organized i don't know what the proper verb mm. is but, you know these are all ways of looking at maybe you know those weren't perfect but they're ways of looking at something bad and trying to come up with a new way of making it better so that there's a, a future can be built rather than just chucking things away and constantly and then rebuilding the same future all the time um so yeah. you know on the subject of not learning from history how can you learn from history if you just bin it and do yeah. the same again this kind of relation of the, there's always this religious argument behind it whereas most you know if you read about pretty much any religion that I've ever bothered to read about the violence isn't actually touted as the answer to things and I, you know I don't know how you well it's um you know that there's the um thou shalt not kill in the bible applies to humans but not subhumans from the next tribe over 
right? That and that's the problem with it. Like it's it's oh well, I'm abiding to the laws of my religion, but yeah, but in doing so, you're but you haven't realised that you've got a blind spot for the fact that all of these other people that you're happy to go to war with and murder uh, that's murder that's not just like the yeah. hand of god destroying the infidel that isn't even human or isn't worthy no they're people like you like they're just the same as you so you shouldn't kill them either and that broadening of our sort of um sphere of who we consider humans has been a very important factor in um the, the decline in violence yeah, I had a, I had a conversation with our, with one of our mutual friends uh, who would like to be mentioned uh, about the fact that both our parents bothered to teach us uh, or bothered to have a conversation or, or bring things into our lives that made us uh, think about race in a way that was uh, designed to make us understand that it doesn't matter so for example mm. she got brought a black barbie and she got you, you know she had toys that helped her just i mean you you plant you bring these things into a, to a child earlier they don't really think about them i mean my yeah. my father made us watch on the subject of brutal things on tv made us watch roots I don't know if you remember yeah. when that was turned into a TV show and it was around the time my sister got born and my brother and I, were, we, all, we all watched it because it was histo- of a historical note, therefore you could watch something that was brutal and violent. And he ended up sitting, you know, but he forced then conversations which were like, imagine if somebody did that and they came and took Lydia away or they sold mummy or, you know, he made it totally about us and our family and so therefore so it wasn't it was it was the conversation was all about the fact that how can a human do this to another human imagine if it happened to us and i think you know those kind of lessons sit in your brain they help you think about things Mm. differently i don't know you know i don't know whether that's important it's important so i I think uh i think these there's I think everything boils back down to education, to be honest with you. <laughs> the, the sort of, or, you know. I mean, the other side, you know, I, like um, also just cities and like yeah. cosmopolitan, you know, societies. Like what you, you um, Brexit, it's was like I was in an office working with, you know, you, you, you in London, you, you're not even thinking about where the different people are from. No. And then suddenly, like, Brexit happens and you're like, oh, I've just realised that he's French, he's Chinese, she's Spanish, he's, you know, from here, he's this colour. She... And it's like, what? why are you making me notice this? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what has this got to do with anything? It's like, so now if I want to, like, interview candidates, I've got to worry about where, more about where they're from? Like what? But, yeah, if you are, like, in, you know, further away from the sort of, centers and the big cities then that's just not really a part of your daily life and even like visiting you know i grew up in this small village um uh, outside nottingham and i did notice when i went back there that um there wasn't like i went to the sort of british legion club which is where all the kind of like the the, the villagers the not the old you know the middle-aged people in the village go and have some drinks and watch some people playing some folk music and then right next to it was this I think it was like this centre being kind of used as a mosque kind of thing. And there was just no, they just weren't, they were just completely separate, but sort of like occupying like the space next to each other. And um, 
yeah, I think that there just wasn't any integration of the two cultures. So it, it felt tribal. And it, this was just like a Friday night, just going to see a band. I was like, why is there no one from there, like at this gig? Why is everyone in this room white? Like, when there's clearly a lot of people, you know, in the village. So, yeah, like, it's 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 kind of has to happen across the board. It has to be, like, employment. It has to be schools. It has to be everywhere. Like, as soon as you start sort of segregating people based on where they're from, then you're dehumanising and you kind of want to get rid of them and you... You know, you don't necessarily want to murder them, but you certainly, you know, start doing these things that don't treat them as, you don't think of them as being like you. Yeah, you know, these are all um, all things that require you to stop and learn something and expand your thinking. I don't think, you know, I think we're also... I don't, you know, you're the one that reads more than me about things like, you know, you're evolutionary pre-programmed to cooperate theory yeah. that I hadn't heard about before mm. we um we are also natural sort of as far as i understand there is a sort of part of our biology uh, uh, uh dna that makes us afraid of things we don't know and we don't understand mm. and well, so this is you know well, and, and when you were saying before it and it is education like it yeah. should start with children because that thing as a grown-up as an adult when you suddenly have to kind of change your understanding of the world a bit is more of a jolt as a grown-up yeah. than as a child a child it's just like we're, we're just sucking in in understanding information about the world but you know seeing the wire for the first time and kind of going ah right okay right that's changed some of my assumptions about how i how i look at things um but it's it's it feels like you know people are very and this this is a, probably an episode in itself, but people are very protective of their beliefs. Mm. And I don't think they should be. Because beliefs you can replace with better ones and you need to kind of like optimise your set of beliefs yeah. for what, you know, benefits and things like that. And if, when people cling to beliefs, especially in the face of counter-evidence, things just get absolutely out of control because we have this idea that beliefs are these sacred thing sacred things um and i would very much like to kind of get people to realize that you know if you stop believing that meat is part of your um um staple diet then you'll probably lose quite a lot of weight and look really good <laughs> uh, yeah i think there's that sort of uh I think I, I, I you just made you made me think about three or four different things all at the same time. Sorry. So and I need a moment need to, to digest. Space. But it's like <laughs> yeah, you need you need to leave the extra time for me to think. But the uh, because there's basically on the subject of belief, what the beliefs thing is quite interesting, and it's like one thing that you could unpack endlessly about the way people's um, the the respect we give for unchanging principles. So, but then, so I've already cited that, you know, not murdering people, you know, murdering people is never a good thing. That's what I've said as one of my principles. Yeah. Um, now, uh, would I be willing to revise that principle? Um, well, I will revise that principle, certainly if I'm talking about euthanasia or something like that, where people, I mean, you know, where people have actually made a, uh, uh, requested or they want to 
to to end their life because of it. So I, you know, I'm totally okay for people doing that, but that's their choice. It's not being inflicted on them. Mm. Um, but you you have to. Be, oh, so what? Well, I adjusted in flight, but they but they um, but there's that thing about why do I think so that I think that's a good principle to have that murdering people is always bad or wrong, yeah. but. And somebody else is, you know, might believe that the eye for an eye is a principle that's always, always um, right. Where I think that's a bad principle. <laughs> so it's well, like this was this was, um, this was what Jesus brought in was um, <laughs> the, the the prevailing knowledge before <laughs> Jesus was tit for tat, and he brought in like tit for two tats, which is you like forgive and you you don't yeah. you try not to escalate it yeah. immediately, you which turn, is a revolution yes. like for religion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's very slow moving things, and now I think we've got a lot more data. And yeah, he did a good job back then, but that's a long time ago now, and we've got a lot. You know, we can be a lot more sophisticated in our thinking now. Yeah. We can and, go beyond turning the other of, cheek. A lot of bullshit got attached to those teachings along the way. Um, a reason that people want unchanging principles. I always find this idea that people like you're a um, you're a flip flopper. What was it? Flip flopping. But th- this idea that if you kind of change your opinion, that this is that's something weak. you can be attacked for. Yeah, is yeah, weak. yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, Fuck that. I think the reason for that being an issue is that people only get to vote every so often, like kind of rarely. So if the thing they voted for is now changed then it's kind of taking away their power completely, um, which is why I think if you could have more regular and sort of more, you know, kind of localised voting on things, then people could be a bit more involved in sort of iteration and pivoting and kind of changing strategies along the way as they try one thing and maybe it's not working out. Let's try something Let's try something better. We've had a better idea. But if you're kind of like fixated on this principle that if you ever change your mind about anything or reverse your stance or even just like modify it a little bit that you're somehow that's just implicitly that's just a sin, then it really that's not how the world works. That's not how you that's not how things work. That's not how you get things done. If you just rigid beliefs and I but I mean, I've tried it like (laughs) it doesn't work. No, 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 it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, Yeah. And it's not the same as vision and it's not the same as direct. It's just being fucking bloody minded and stupid. Mm. You have to reevaluate based on what you're on on new information. And this is it's bad reporting. Like, here's you saying this thing, and now you're saying this. What? What are you doing? Yeah. Well, I did. Well, but I asked you a question. Well, no, it's just like we tried some, you know, and yeah, then yeah, we yeah. discovered. No, but I asked you a simple question. You said this, and now you're saying this. What? <laughs> and it's just pathetic. Yeah. And, like and yeah, <laughs> and saying I've changed my mind is just not allowed. Yeah. Weird. Whereas I, many of my most effective decisions have involved me, like you know, reversing a very deeply held belief about myself, you know, starting from I will smoke for the rest of my life and they yeah, yeah, will yeah. have to use nanotechnology to repair my my dissolved lungs to, oh, actually, I don't need this at all. It's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, you know, we're kind of of the same mind with these things, which makes it, but I hadn't really, I've, it's been quite interesting to come to the, to the, uh, go through a meandering conversation and get to the point that, you know, basically not being able to change your mind and learn mm. is really the underlying problem with everything. 
So we so, need to. That'll be a. You know, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna meditate on that for the next week or so, and then uh, see you ne- see you next week for a, for an update on what I think about that. Because uh, you know, mm, okay, well, that sounds there like a conclusion. That sounds like a conclusion. I like it. Um, I like it. So, you can find me at Ivanka on Twitter and Ivanka.blog. And you can find me at Michael Forrest on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find my website, michaelforrestmusic.com. You can find both of us at grandpodcast.com and email us at hello at grandpodcast.com. There is a chance that we have set up a Patreon, um, which, if it exists, you can find at grandpodcast.com slash pledge. Beautiful. Um, sledge. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, still doing a sledge. Okay. I'm doing the sledge. I'm okay, going to keep hammering away the sledge. The sledge. Um, oh, after a while, I want it to, it to become Rosebud. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, so, um, yeah, thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.